0: my name's tomo and welcome to my race chinwag for every single formula one race this year pre and post race we'll be talking all about it live on youtube but this is the audio only version just for your nice cute little ears give us a like five star apple podcast spotify wherever you're listening and let's crack on hello audio only listeners welcome to the uh welcome to the stream That would do, that would do. The audio only people don't need to listen to the little minute of waffle that I missed off at the start. We'll just do it like this, boom. Lovely jubbly. Almost at 300k subs. Yeah, I am. It is. It, it has slowed down a bit, for sure. Like um, the, the growth of the, the channel has certainly slowed somewhat. Um, but as long as you're here to watch me, then I've got a job. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Right, okay, cool. Um, let's talk Australian Grand Prix, shall we? You can see the intro again. It is a lovely, uh It is a lovely intro. As a Gasly fan, I hated that race. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that, won't we? We'll get into it. Um First and foremost, this is difficult. This this has been a really difficult race to analyse because so much went on. So much carnage. Three red flags. um, Three race restarts, which I believe is the most ever. I don't think there's ever been three before. I think I read that somewhere. Um... So yeah, it's it's difficult to get an analysis on this one. But what are we saying out of ten? What are we giving this race? Technically, four. yeah, yeah, because they've had flag right at the end, didn't they as well? Um, what are we saying? What are we saying out of ten, everyone? What are we giving this as a race rating? Again, ten being the perfect race, um, one being an absolute stinker, five being bang average. Now, again, this was a race of multiple halves. It had it was exciting at the start. So a certain driver binned it, bringing out the first red flag, which we'll get into. As you can, as you can imagine, I was very, um, I was chuffed, you know, very chuffed. And then, um, then it kind of settled right down, and I mean, right down. You could almost say it was quite boring um, in the middle. There weren't too many. There was a few overtakes through the field. You had a few cars moving through. Science was moving through, making some good overtakes. Norris as well. Perez, of course, um, made a lot of overtakes that race, which gave me a lot of fantasy league points, which we'll get onto because I did transfer Checo in. Uh, And uh, then the end was like, oh, it it could have been amazing. Uh, But then it kind of wasn't. And it was difficult, difficult one to rate. Um, I'm seeing a lot of sevens, a lot of eights, but then I'm seeing some fours, some fives as well. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a poll. What am I gonna do? what okay, rating out of ten. I'm gonna try and get ten. So I think I'm gonna go. Four, six, seven eight nine. Yeah, I'm gonna do so six or less. I think it was an above average race because of the madness. I, I think that's fair to say. So was it six or less, was it a seven, was it an eight, or was it a nine or more for you? Um, right, we've got a poll going, so all the, you uh, live viewers in uh, on, on the YouTube, as my mum calls it, uh, let me know what you think. Cheers, Matthew, for the two quid, mate, appreciate it. Eight out of ten race, nine out of ten without the stinker of a restart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them that w- what could have been, but... Yeah, we'll we'll get into the whole red flag thing. That's the uh I'm gonna save the the red flag discussion in terms of the merit for the end because like I I I've been trying I've been trying with these live streams now. I'm gonna talk at the end and then I'm gonna turn it into a video. And that's gonna be the subject of my video. But yeah, wh- what what we saying, what we saying, five hundred and thirty one votes. Oh yeah, it's quite a even split between a seven and an eight. Thirty nine percent eight. 36%, 7%, 14%, 6 or less, and 10% give this a 9 or more. Well, for me, it's a 7. It's a 7 from me. I think it was very mundane for, for broad parts of, of, of the middle of the race. The red flags did add some merit but did we have a proper scrap at the front did we have a proper like if Alonso had been able to reel in um, Hamilton then you know that could have been a really good battle but Fernando just didn't quite have the pace Um, Lewis did a great job holding him off and yeah I just because it was so messy and there was so much confusion at the end as well it's like oh man again 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 are we left confused with what's going on and waiting age because clearly like the fact that we didn't have an answer to what was going to happen for the restart. For I, I felt like it was a good ten minutes at least. There was just n- no communication from the FIA, so they were clearly kind of scrambling through the getting the big regulations out on the desk and having a good um, a good look through. So yeah, it's um, it's one of them. It it will be remembered for sure. Would it be remembered for the right reasons? Not really. Um, it won't be remembered for an absolute barnstorming race it'll be remembered for kind of um, the absolute destruction derby that occurred um, on the second last lap but then what was the last lap oh yeah and watched the last lap as well So uh a really, really fun stream really enjoyed really enjoyed the last lap stream waking up early for Australia um, it was very good fun very good fun we had a good time yeah, another FIA disaster. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll, we'll we'll talk through. Well, no, we're not going to talk through the race. We'll, we'll talk through the race as we go through each team. Okay, um, but let's have a look at the dry. Well, the race results first and foremost. Um, Max Verstappen, of course, won. Checo made his way up to P5 and got fastest laps and extra point for him. Both McLarens in the points. First points for McLaren first time this season. Piastri in the points, which I'm chuffed for him. Um, happy for, for Oscar. Four points on the board. Good stuff. Sonoda finally broke the curse of p 11s Almost was P11. It would have been P11 again if it wasn't for the Carlos Sainz five second penalty, which again we'll get on to. Um and yeah. 3-4 for Aston Martin. They can count their lucky stars as well. Oh, that chairs made a mark on my arm. Um they can they Aston Martin certainly uh They were lucky boys, them two. They were very lucky boys. And look at that. Eight cars did not finish the race. Eight. Eight. And what? How many of them ended up? Well, what was it? Gasly, Ocon, De Vries, Sargent, Magnussen, Albon. They all had like damage caused by shunts. Leclerc got beached in the sand and Russell had a... Have they... um, I haven't checked actually. Is there confirmation of what Russell's issue was? specifically um, because obviously you saw the smoke first and then fire coming out the back of the car got it stopped at the end of the pit lane so then that closed the pit lane entrance um, got the old fire est- fire extinguishers out <laughs> fire thank you Srez <laughs> thank you yes yes, it was a fire um, thank you Cameron as well for the fire mate. appreciate it science penalty on a lap that didn't technically count as a terrible call FIF fumbling any credibility they clawed back in 2022 absolute joke yeah, we'll get onto it. We'll get onto it when we talk about um, Carlos for sure, man. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get onto that with Carlos. Um, it certainly was a, yeah, it's a strange one. It's a, it's a strange one, and it's one of them where you've got such a complicated sport, and there's so many potential scenarios that can occur. You can't rely on even really invested fans like us to understand exactly what's going to happen when the commentators don't even know exactly what's going to happen, that's when you know it's, it's a difficult job. It's a difficult job to um, police this sport. I understand that. But when there's so much confusion so often, oh, it is frustrating. You know, part of it is like, is all this frustration just something we have to accept because of how complicated the sport is? You know, can you write down on paper... Can you account for every single variable? Maybe, maybe there is more that can be done. Maybe there isn't. But again, we'll get into it um, deeper as we go. Also, K Mag, K Mag, oh, there was that when we thought K Mag could have been on for a podium. Oh my goodness! Ah, oh, but anyway, right. That's the race result here. Are the driver standings as we stand after three of twenty-three. They've got a very long way to go. Uh, Max Verstappen is 15 points clear of Sergio Perez. Oh, sorry, I meant Hulk. Did I say did I say K Mag? <laughs> My bad. Um certainly not K Mag. Certainly not K Mag. And, and then Fernando's only nine points off the back of Checo. So three P3s for Fernando Alonso. Are keeping him, you know, keeping him in the conversation for sure um consistency we saw that last year with mercedes um they didn't have outright massive race pace but consistency allowed them to not lose the fight entirely and what they outscored ferrari in the second half of that um season in part because they just you know kept all four kept all four wheels going in the right direction kept the car going um when ferrari were making bad strategy calls and drivers were dropping it and all that so um, good consistency so far, as much as Lance obviously had his issue in Saudi, which is a shame because Lance should be. When you think about the amount of points that Lance dropped, you know, you think Saudi, he was looking on for a P, again, four, five around that area. So, you know, behind Lewis, but certainly ahead of Science um, and, and clear of Russell as well. So, yeah, Aston Martin are doing bits at the minute, but interesting as well. We'll. we'll pass on from driver standards to to constructors and I I tweeted this before we went live really impressive how I think you know three races in every single team scored at least a point yes this race was um it was so mad that a lot of drivers got lucky to, to score points especially the Alfa Romeo drivers for example because they were nowhere this weekend but at the end of the day Like on merit, I mean, McLaren have had a shocking couple of luck, shocking bit of luck for the first, especially the second race. It was more, it was their fault with the cars, car issues. First race, shocking luck. Second race, clearly had the pace. You know, Lando was moving. You know, doing doing bits in the race. Particularly, Oscar did well as well, both in the points. You can't say McLaren haven't merited a point scoring finish in these first two and first three races. And I'd say every team has merited a point scoring finish. You know, Yuki's... We're saying the Alfa is arguably the slowest car, but then Yuki's been P10 and then two P11s, been on the cusp of the points, finally got one. You know, Williams, Alex was looking for a top 10 finish. You know, he was looking on for it, for sure, uh, until he made a huge mistake, shunted into the wall. And it isn't the first time. I mean, when he got points... um, When he got that first point, you can't say that wasn't... Yeah, I'd say that was on merit. And I I think, you know, for, for... with three races in, three quite different tracks. I mean, Saudi and, and Australia are fairly similar in terms of characteristics, but extra low wear in Australia, for every team to have scored a point, I think is a testament to to, to the regulations to doing somewhat of a job. Spat on the laptop, very nice. Um, yes, I know Red Bull were checking out, and the way that Max Verstappen passed Lewis Hamilton and gapped him by two seconds in like a sector... You know, you can be forgiven for thinking, "Oh no, they haven't done." It. But, but when you look at, you know, it's not just a one-car championship; it's it's a ten-team championship, and you know, I, I think I think it's a it's a positive it's a positive for where the regulations will be. Again, I can't, I don't think you, we can really criticize too much the regs until the end of this year because a new regulatory period, you are always going to get some teams who get it right, some teams who get it wrong. You know, if Mercedes had used all their resource and just picked a different concept, if they'd picked the Red Bull concept, for example, let's just say that they had three concepts to choose from and say one of them was the Red Bull. I'm not saying this happened. I'm just saying like, let's just imagine. And say they'd picked that concept instead of the, you know, zero pod concept that they went with and put all the resource into that. You know, maybe they'd be a lot closer to, to Red Bull. Maybe the same with Ferrari. Maybe if they'd have gone with that concept and it's like but they didn't and Rebel made the right call and they deserve to be rewarded for it, you know? Um, but yeah, that's how we're looking constructors wise anyway. So what are we saying then? Worldies and stinkers. Where do, where do we sit, people? Where do we sit? Because uh, diff- again, difficult one. You had a lot of, um, you had a few worldies, you had a lot of stinkers because there were a lot of drivers who made mistakes towards the end of this race. Um as well as being low pace, as well as being, you know, comfortably beaten by their teammates. So there's quite a few there's quite a few nominations for this one for sure. Um more more I would say than usual. Because a lot of the time it's kind of quite clear. Um and also, you know, there's a there's a few races where you don't really see drivers making mistakes, just being off pace. There's a bit more to go on this one. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of suggestions, but mine are as follows. My worldy drive is Nico Hülkenberg. My stinker is Kevin Magnussen. Worldy team, I've given it to McLaren. And stinker team, I've given it to Alfa Romeo. <sighs> Nico Hülkenberg, phenomenal job. Into Q3 running, you know, again on that restart, final restart. He was up in P4. He was up in P4. Unreal job. Unreal job in that has. Especially when you consider where K Mag was, where K Mag qualified, out qualified by Nico again. The qualifying delta between the two of them is the biggest than it, than it is across the entire field. And um I think Nico. Put a phenomenal drive in. Again, if, if a couple of things out of his control have gone slightly different, he's on the podium. And yes, that would have been lucky, sure. But he got PC. He, he was running P8. You know, he kept Lando at bay for a long time in a McLaren that is a quicker car. And, you know, yes, lost out towards the end. But I just think I'm real drive. I'm real drive from Nico. And Kevin Magnussen way off the pace in qualifying again from Nico which put him back in the field wasn't looking on for points at all um was way out of the question and then to to, to make the mistake he made it's such a it's kind of ironic because Nico almost did something pretty similar in Saudi didn't he do you remember um last race in Saudi Hülkenberg just kind of tapped the wall going into the first corner going into the the the, the chicane he just tapped the wall on the right hand side um he was fine he could carry on all good but kevin Magnussen, t- to hit the wall in the way he did he, he didn't seem to lose the car he didn't seem to have an issue with the car he just he just drove into the wall like he's mad it is a, is a mad, mad, and look, there, there were some other stinkers. You know, Sergeant taking out the Vries. you had oh, Gasly and Carlos both unraveling what were great races for them up until that, that, well, their respective flashpoints, and suspension. Fit. I don't think that's true a bit. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I've seen the onboard, I've seen the onboard of the back of that car, and it just looks. Yeah, and he didn't even realize he hit the wall. But like, he hit the wall hard enough to, and you're going quick through that section. Like, it's just it's sloppy. And a driver of Kevin's experience, you know, a rookie, I can forgive an incident like that. And that's part of the reason why I didn't put Logan in Stinker because Logan was well off Alex all weekend. Um Obviously, didn't crash like Alex did. So, so there's there's that I guess. But then took out DeVries, outbreaks himself you know, stroll hungry esque um from, from when that happened, bowling ball and, and botass back in back in that world he ever a race. But um you know, as a rookie with that context, I can be like, okay, look, you know he's made this mistake, he's cocked up. I can forgive that. Kevin Magnussen has been in the sport for years now and it was a very oh yeah, the team said suspension failure because he didn't realize No, he, he didn't. No, there was no suspension. He just he just hit the wall. You just yeah, There was more than suspension failure when he hit that wall. Um, ripped the rear right off. Not good enough. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, K-Meg. And, and, you know, I'm gutted because I actually took Nico Hulkenberg out of my um, fantasy team. But I made some other quite good changes. So it's not all bad, I guess. And, yeah, apparently, um, I saw this on Twitter. So someone, which is mad, because I think the catch fences are like 20... 20 metres tall? No, that sounds really tall. 20 metres is a lot. I don't know how tall that, 20 foot tall? The catch fence is based basically, there was a bit of carbon fibre or maybe even a bit of wheel rim that came off k car, went over the fence and then hit some guy on the arm, which is a uh, pretty sketch. Was it 20? 20 20 metres sounds really tall, but maybe it is. 20 feet tall is two storeys high. Yeah, I reckon they're 20 feet. I mean, it must be 23 feet, um, which, look, I mean, it's it's obviously, it's sketchy, um, unless we're going to get these cars to race around in tubes, like big Perspex tubes, I don't know how much we can kind of do to, yeah, you know, to to, to motorsports dangerous, right, uh, not just for the driver's spectators, we've seen it with, you know, when Verstappen and Joe both went, you know, into the wall hard at Silverstone and... Chucked a bunch of gravel up at the uh, at the fans watching. It's it's part of it, you know. It's, it's it's difficult. It's difficult. But um, but yeah, everyone's fine. So all good. Worldy well, team. I've given it to McLaren. Again, there was a lot of suggestions for this Aston Martin. Um, great race for them. Mercedes, particularly with Lewis. But then obviously George conked out. You know, Max with that red ball just so quick. Checo was able to make good progress. Not amazing progress, but. Still good progress through the field. Um, but I've given it to McLaren. Um, yes, they got a bit lucky, but they kept it clean. They made the most of the pace that they did have, and they took the opportunities that they were presented. And then Alfa Romeo, I mean, so lucky. Like, their car's just not very good, is it? Um, it's it's a mad... It's a world away from this this time last year in Australia. Where where was... um? Hang on. 2020-22 Australian Grand Prix because Bottas scored like 7 times in the first 8 races or something. Where was where was the Alfa Romeo this time last year? It was yeah, P8. P8 he was in 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 this race this time last year. And it was in the middle of a um I mean, you know, we we talk about Ferrari have gone backwards, but Alfa Romeo, man. You look at where they were this time last year and you're like, "Oh my god, finally this team are going to start to actually like capitalize on on this potential that they've had for so many years and then yeah Valerie scored p6 in bahrain p8 in australia p7 emilia romagna p7 miami p6 catalonia and p9 monaco and now they're nowhere that the Haas i would i would say the Haas is 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 more of an improved car than this time this time last year personally um they didn't score in Australia last year. Yes, obviously Bahrain and, and Saudi, but I mean, Hulkenberg's doing the legwork at the minute because k just not been able to find a... I don't think it has to... I think it has a slightly better relative to the rest of the field than they were this time last year, personally. But but anyway, should have been P5 in Miami. Yeah, yeah, perhaps he should have. Oh, I forgot to... Um, ah, it just doesn't matter. Every, everyone's here anyway. I was going to share this to to the Twitter scum, but um, who needs a Twitter scum? <laughs> I love you to scum. It's, it's fine, don't worry. It's not personal. <laughs> right, okay. So they're my world is in stinkers. But yours are more interesting because sometimes these get, you know, the, the polls are super in favour of certain drivers. Boom, boom, boom. This one, a lot more interesting. So we got 3,118 votes. And as you can see, none of the top four for any of the categories got less than... 10% of the vote. No single figures for anyone. Um, so, worldly Drive, 21% of you gave this to Lewis Hamon. And the thing is, right, you look at the... I mean, apart from being outqualified by his teammate, but in the race, Lewis didn't put foot wrong. I mean, Lewis was right on the gearbox of George at the start, which, I mean, that's a conversation we can have because um, George didn't seem particularly happy about Lewis attacking him when he thought he was managing. And um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting, um, but yeah, Lewis. Lewis, like in the race, Lewis didn't put a foot wrong. Um, did a fantastic job. So hard, to, hard to disagree with that. Um, a lot of fantastic drives through through the through the field. It's interesting that Max doesn't even make the top four. This is the thing, right? It, it kind of gets to a stage when a driver becomes such an inevitability, like Max feels at the moment. Then you know, it, then people don't want to vote for. <laughs> whoever's dominating because it's just the same driver every week and we're all guilty of it but i guess it's more i should put like a little asterisk and like accept max because <laughs> you just assume max is going to have a worldie and red Bull. Go- yeah just ex- minus max and red Bull formula 1.5 yeah um so yeah 21% of the vote for worldy drive for lewis 16% for lando um, again, Lando outqualified his teammate. Um, not a great car in qualifying, that McLaren very slow in a straight line, but you know delivered a great race. Um, didn't, no mistakes. Again, difficult to argue. Lando had a great drive. Hulkenberg, fourteen percent of the vote. For me, he takes it. Um, just super impressed how he's been able to jump into that has. Um, first season back after time off and just do bits and, and make Kevin Magnussen look second best, like comfortably second best. And then uh, 13% Perez. And yeah, Perez got driver of the day. Very difficult to, uh, it's always difficult when you're in a quick car, you're coming from the back and it's a race with loads of like, you know, I'm sure certain red flags helped him, certain maybe hindered him. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how positively to because it's difficult to overtake around Australia. But then you look at the speed differential between Max and Lewis when Max got that move done, and it's like Checo's got that same car underneath him in a straight line. That straight line performance. So for him to only get P five, uh, slightly disappointing, I would say. But he did make some worldly moves. Absolute what like the moves he was making through that quick um, left right. Woo. Balls to the wall, mate. Balls to the wall. But yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's, diff- it's difficult to uh, to really analyse Checo's performance because ultimately it wasn't entirely his fault he was back there. Um, that that car must have had an issue in qualifying. The way it was just you know, understeering, just immediately going straight on. Um, but also he was making a lot of mistakes in FP3. Maybe that was tied to the issue though. I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult. But um, Stinker, 23% of you have gone Nick DeVries again, which I'm just like, you know what? Nick, yes, he was out qualified by Yuki, not by a massive amount though. He still got to Q2, remember? And in the race, yeah, he didn't make much of an impact, sure, but he didn't crash into anyone. He got crashed into. So I think that's harsh. I think that's harsh giving DeVries 23%. I think that's just force of habit. Um, 16% Sergeant, again, he's the one who took out DeVries. And way off Alex in terms of you know quality pace and race pace until Alex spun of course at least Logan didn't spin so well done Logan for that Leclerc 14% oh, that's a tricky one for me that's that is definition of race and incident um three cars wide positioning you know you can you can blame Charles for maybe taking too much of a risk there but he's towards the front he wants to make up position yeah I think it's unlucky more than anything for Charles um, but not not a great job in qualifying either. And how much of that was on the team? <laughs> there always seems to be a bit of a responsibility on Ferrari's shoulders when when there's issues for them. And then Bottas, fourteen percent outqualified by Joe, outpaced by Joe. And look, I've, I I no I've not been popular with um, Valtteri fans for saying this, but I do think Joe is is proving he is. You know, he's at he's at Valtteri's level. Do I think he's he's better than Valtteri? No. I think they're on a very, very similar level though, in this car. I do. And I think the results have proven that. It's 2-1 in qualifying to uh, to Joe. I know it's early doors, but, you know, I just think that, that Joe's stepped up in a really positive way. I don't even think this is a, you know, slight to outreach. I just think Joe's been very good. I think he's he's developed really well. He's stepped into that F1 role really well. Um, got the points this time. He was lucky. But you know what? That car was nowhere for either of them, so... Um, but yeah that really struggled this weekend Worldly team you've given it to McLaren as well but just ahead of Aston Martin again 3-4 makes sense Mercedes again great pace from Lewis just a shame about George Red Bull 15% yeah I mean again car issues for Red Bull um, on Checos side the garage Max maybe had some issues as well um, at least earlier in the weekend in lap like, practice so um, yeah hard, hard to say and the stinker team, Ferrari. Ferrari, I guess, yeah. Qualifying, poor. You just look at where Ferrari, Ferrari dominated this race. Ferrari did what Max did this time last year. For them to now be, well, nil point, which, again, Carlos has to accept a lot of responsibility for that accident, for sure. Whether it should have been punished, that's a that's a different conversation. But, um yeah. <laughs> It's also Ferrari. So when Ferrari make mistakes, it's always easier to. We give them less benefit of the doubt because it's Ferrari. I think that's fair to say. Um, Alpine, 32% of the vote. <sighs> what could have been? What could have, should have, would have, could have been? Mad. And then Alpha Tauri and Williams, both 10% of the vote to round things out. Um, also, before we go team by team, Previous predictions. Let's reflect on what our predictions were going into this weekend. See whether we were right or wrong. So 60% of you gave Max the race win. Well done. Correct. 21% of you gave Fernando Alonso the worldy drive. He had a good drive. Not the best, but certainly not the worst. Didn't really do anything wrong. Um, Didn't quite have the pace to catch Lewis, but not a terrible shout. Um, Piastri... Had a good drive. Ocon was having mm, not great in qualifying. He was having an okay drive. Leclerc, ugh, yikes, um, stinker. Thirty-two percent of you gave it to Nick De Vries, and well, he didn't have a great race, but he definitely didn't have a stinker. Science, fourteen percent, kind of. Uh, Ast- uh, Hamilton, seven percent. That's not that's incorrect, and Norris, six percent. That's incorrect as well. Um, team Red Bull yeah sure Aston that's that teams are about right Alpha AlphaTauri didn't have a great day McLaren didn't have a stinker that's that's the that's this st- Alan Haas didn't have a stinker at least not with Hulkenberg so um, there you go they're yours uh, mine <laughs> mine are a bit worse I think um, I said Perez race winner no Sergeant Worldie, no Norris stinker no <laughs> mine are really bad <laughs> Uh, you can swap Sergeant and Norris around, definitely. Um, Williams, Weldy, I mean, it was, it was. you know, they did deliver a car to Alex that he got into Q3 comfortably and got P8. So it was Alex's fault that he crashed, not Williams. Lomo strikes again, exactly. Stinker team out for him out. I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Thank you, thank you, uh, Matthew Halloway, by the way, for joining Friends of Tomo. £2 a month, gang. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I've had a stinker there, definitely. 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 Well, look, there you go. You can't win them all, right? That's just uh, that's what I signed up for when I decided to put my opinions on the internet. And people have receipts, you know. So you can't hide from your terrible takes that we all have, don't pretend you don't, right? It's just you're not as obnoxious and stupid as me to so put it on the internet. Mm. Right, okay. Um all oh, fancy league as well. Before we go team by team, fancy league, let's talk. Not bad. Now, obviously, Albon, Albon for Hulkenberg is an L. Granted, but I removed Charles Leclerc, which was a W. Brought in Sergio Perez. Um, good points for Sergio, fifty-two points on the board. Max one got the double points as well. Fernando, I haven't used any of my boosts or anything. Aston Martin, Rebel Racing, goods. Um, good. Oh yeah, I am cosplaying my water bottle. I just noticed that. The water bottle like the reverse of my current... Think upside down. There we go. There we go. It's me. Ha! <laughs> I right, just clocked that. Fair play, Varun. Good uh, Good shout. Um, yes, yeah, not bad. 300 points. Most points I've scored on a weekend so far. Um, how did you lot do? It, it, what, what kind of points? Did anyone have a... Have, have a worldie? Um any world knocking about where's this jacket from Hannah this is a it's just a shirt I got it from ASOS a while back ASOS vintage fake vintage Mark Boots and the Outlaw both got 322 exactly the same team looks like it what's a worldie Emily a worldie's like a, you had world like quality banger <laughs> I could have gone banger drive of the weekend but that just doesn't really flow does it worldie worldie drive sounds much better Oh, look, why is everyone else getting um, more than 300 points? I thought I did well. Well, look, I'm doing pretty well in the overall rankings. All right? I'm in the top, like, I don't know, something <laughs> percent. There's not even any information that's useful, is it? Oh, never mind. Right, okay, cool. Um, yeah, most of you have done better than me. Fine, I'll get over it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about teams then. Now i McLaren. Well done. It's about time. Eddie Papayans here, if you're a, if you're a member of the Papaya McLaren, you are are a papayan. You just add an end to the end, you know. It's about time that they delivered on the the car potential that was there. If you looked into the data and looked at the race pace, McLaren clearly wasn't the slowest car. Um, It's not quick in a straight line. Got to hope that that Baku upgrade is going to do something to alleviate that. And, I mean, you think how quick the Red Bull was in the straight line and how efficient it was with its DRS think at how quick that could be in Baku man that is um, scary prospect I live in Woking so I should be should be a Papayan yes you should you should that's your home team mate come on sort it out Um, yeah look good weekend all in all kept it clean no bad luck where there was a lot of opportunities for for bad luck in this race and McLaren managed to circumvent it all so um, fair play good drive from from both um, Lando definitely on top of Oscar this weekend but I mean it's his third race in in, in the team and, and first point score in F1 for Oscar Piastri at his home race so um, chuffed with him for that and yeah look obviously it was, it was it was funny at the start of the season to you know yeah to have some digs at McLaren yeah you know, little, a little wind up on McLaren right but they, they will be okay I, I'm you know now we've seen them now we've seen the pace that is there. You've got to think that they'll be okay. Um, but then what's the definition of okay? You know, would they be clear of Alpine? Now Alpine were on pace. I mean, Gasly was on pace with like, you know, Stroll and Science points uh, uh, points yesterday. But then I suppose Lando was kind of not far off that pace either. So yeah, the car's still too draggy, but I can I think you can just say that for everyone now, because that's That's where the Red Bull advantage is. It's it's the drag. It's you know the engine isn't anything. I don't think anything particularly special. I don't think the engine throughout the grid. I don't think there's much of a difference between the Mercedes and the Honda and the uh, um, the Renault engine and the Ferrari engine. Like I don't think there's a huge amount in it. I, I think it's it's all aero, and that's where Red Bull have always shone. You know they struggled in the Mercedes dominance era more through a poor engine. You go to somewhere like, um, you go to somewhere not so engine dependent like Mexico um, because it's at altitude, more aero dependent, more aero sensitive because there's less air, it's thinner air. So there's less oxygen for the air to take in. um, But there's also less, so that the aero you can generate pays dividends. And Red Bull always did well there. And they've always been great on aero because they've always had the um, Adrian Newey cheat code. So. that is a joke, by the way. Before oh, you're saying they're cheating? No, it's a joke. Ha <laughs> ha, humor, hyperbole. <laughs> um. Anyway, yes, McLaren. Good weekend that they needed before this nice long break before Baku. Let's just hope that these upgrades that we've been talking about and saying, "Oh, McLaren, you know this is the this Baku car is going to be the car they should have started the season with." Blah blah blah. Let's just hope that it does what it says on the tin. Because you know, best possible, best, um, best feasible outcome is that this upgrade, this this new car that's come in, does to McLaren what Aston Martin's new car did to Aston Martin. That is obviously the best possible scenario. But then also, I guess as we go through the season, you know, Aston Martin have shown that you can bring, bring a bring a big upgrade to your car. A big change to your car, and it can take it from nowhere to somewhere, you know, like that. If if the car's right, do I think that will happen? No. But would any of would anyone have said, you know, at the end of last season, oh Aston Martin are going to be um, Aston Martin are going to be uh, on pace the second quickest car overall at the start of twenty twenty three? No, don't lie, don't lie. Why are you lying? No one would have said that. Come on, BA. Um, okay, cool. McLaren done. Alpha Tauri. Look, both cars got out of Q1, which is um, somewhat promising. Um, Alpha and Maos both went out, but then also helped by Checo beaching it straight away. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a huge amount of positive to say. I think the positive to say is Yuki Tsunoda. I think, I think Yuki Tsunoda... I would recommend you watch Yuki's restart on that final stint when he got himself into P5 and then it got red flagged again because everyone else crashed behind him. Yuki's start, he he slides right up the inside of Joe and someone else, who I can't remember, um, and just picks his way through. Yuki Tsunoda. And like Yuki's defence as well at times. uh, There was a point in the race, I think Lando was going for him. And Yuki was defending phenomenally. Yuki Tsunoda, man, that kid's that that kid's got that kid's got it, man. That kid's got it, definitely, definitely. I've always I've always believed, mostly out of um, hope, opium. Um, but I've always like, oh, I'm sh- I believe that driver's there, that raw talent, and I think we're now starting to see it, and he's dragging that car into you know. Close to points, all three races. P10 for this race. Um, definitely, definitely. Oh, was it o- oh, yeah, I think it was Oscar, actually, yeah. I think it was Oscar who was Um, was trying to move through. Hello, engine mode. Hello, Dan. Daniel, my brother. You are older than me. Do you still have a bit? You're not trimming it off yet, have you? Dan, what's your... Uh, what's your... Shout um, engine mode in the chat. Dan, what's your... Um, what are you going to do this year if, if something happens? You know when you shaved off your beard for Russell winning? Oh no, Mercedes winning a race. What was it this year? I can't remember. Remind me. You fraud. Uh, anyway, right. AlphaTauri, boom, done. Not much more to say on them. Oh uh, Yeah, De Vries. I, didn't, I don't think he had a stinker. He kept it clean. He wasn't particularly quick. It was okay. Nothing special. Will Iams, okay, Ah, oh, it's that time now, it's that time, oh, if Ferrari win a championship, you drive, oh, that's it, yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen, is it, <laughs> awful prediction from me, Ferrari Constructors champions, what was I thinking, um, never mind, never mind, Williams, oh, man, it started so well, oh, sad Tomo moment, yeah, indeed, Indeed, ratio Biowasa. Big up, big up, Ayumu Owasa, By the way, yeah, shout out, man. Cheers, Eclipse. Hope you're well, mate. Oh, Fuck. Alex, man. Look, so I I read into the explanation because it was quite an uncharacteristic crash. Um, sector two, Alex was lighting everyone up. He was his sectors were purpler than my hat. And um, (laughs) it was, oh man, apparently he went wide, which he did, you can see on the replay, he went wide uh, the corner before that. And apparently that caused a temperature spike on one or some of the tyres, I'm assuming rear left. Um, Temperature spike, so then he turned in and because of that temperature spike, it let go and boom, into the wall. And apparently he was going like slower on that, that that lap than he had on the previous lap. Now, I'll be the first to admit, maybe that's just gas. Maybe Alex is just making up excuses and Williams are defending him by uh, validating his excuse. I don't know, I don't know. But I'm gonna to choose to believe him because Alex Albon is perfect, so. <laughs> such a shame, man, such a shame. You, you, you think how the race went as well? You know, if he'd kept it clean, a few right decisions, uh, a few you know things going right out of his control. You look at where Hulk and, and Sonoda were, man. It could it could have been it could have been something special, man. It could have been something special. Oh, but alas, heartbreak. Which again, I'm like that's how I consume sport. You know, all the teams are back, uh, are dodgy and, and towards the back and struggle. So that's just part of what sport is to me. It's part of the, uh, don't worry, it's days like yesterday that make the inevitable Alex Albon 2027 world champion, that will make that even more special, because of the pain, you know? That's what i that's the long term I'm aiming for, okay? Uh, but anyway, oh, that certainly softens the blow. Thank, fantastic captain with the 30 bucks. Thank you very much, Mo. Mo's is lacking your uh, profile picture just keeping the McCluskey lights on, random thought, F1 to F3, but it's set up like the EFL pyramids. On oh, what, like promotion relegation, yeah, be interesting, I'd love to see, um, like a Primer or an MP, but the thing is that they're never gonna, those privateer teams, you almost feel like eventually, you know, main, main, uh, um, I guess th- these teams will always operate kind of like how um, Sauber is a is a race team, but then Alpha Romeo have the naming rights, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if one day you know you get these big brands moving into 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 the junior formulas, particularly F two, because obviously that's still you know gets big viewership and supporting drivers, young drivers coming through, you know then you start to have. You know, Ferrari and Aston Martin and all these. Like an Aston Martin F2 team, I could see that happening. They'll just buy out someone and then rebrand it to Aston Martin and run it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, promotion relegation would be sick. But it's one of them things that promotion relegation, that's why I think American sports are so resistant to promotion relegation because it's bad business. And, you know, football's always had promotion relegation. So it's a, it's an accepted part of the sport but if you had the all the club owners rewrite the rules now, you wouldn't have promotion relegation. You'd have it like it is in the MLS, where the worst thing that happens when you finish bottom is you finish bottom. So um, yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But I'd love to see it as well, fantastic captain. Again, thank you very much. Very kind of you, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, and the F2, like again, I've said this a few times. If you're not watching the F2, you are missing out, man. Like great feature race yesterday. I didn't catch it obviously, I was asleep, but the highlights, it was a banger, Um, Saudi Sprint, one of the best F2 races I've ever seen, one of the best F2 races that Alex Jakes has ever commentated on as well, you know, spoke to him on the last app. great bloke by the way, Alex Jakes is an absolute hero, he's a wonderful geezer, like genuinely, Um, but anyway, yes, back to Williams, back to Payne, back to Albon, feels bad, but you know what? At the end of the day, you have to take the positives out of these situations. And the fact that he got to Q3, I think it was Williams' highest qualifying position since probably like 2017 or something, when the Wolves started to fall off that team. Um, Really good from that point of view. Frustrating, driver error for sure. But at the end of the day, we move, we move. I'm used to it. I'm used to suffering. So, and, you know, I'm sure many of you are the same, you know, we're not all uh, Verstappen Red Bull fans. We're not all, we weren't all like, you know, all in on Lewis and Mercedes during the dominance. Most of us are are watching our favourites not win. So, there you go. Um, oh, yeah, Spa 21. I, yeah, I did forget about that, to be fair. That, that's a good point. Highest dry weather since 2017. There you go. Thank you for filling the blanks. Thank you for uh, covering covering me up there. Yeah, the spa. Yeah, the P two. That was that was wet weather, so that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, it does count, but shut up. <laughs> oh, Alex, and yeah, Logan. Not a great race from Logan. Way off Alex and Quali, and did uh, punt Nick DeVries. Wasn't really making any inroads in the race either. One to forget. It's funny, isn't it? How um, look, I still think Sergeant's going to keep Alex much more honest than than Latifi did for sure, comfortably. But it's funny how we've had this a few times. Like Joe's debut last year in the Alfa Romeo, first race got points, then really struggled. Sonoda's first race in F1, he got points as well, didn't he? I'm sure he did. And then really struggled. And it's like Sargent's first, he didn't get points, but he did a really good job. And, and now it seems to have settled in. And I don't know how much of that is just like your teammate with the, the experience they've got taking a race to settle in. But I feel like this happens quite a bit. You get these new drivers coming in and their first race, boom, they're on it. And then it kind of peters out a little bit. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe it's maybe it's Bahrain, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a specific Bahrain thing. Um, yeah, I think it's Bahrain just gets a lot of practice. Could be, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the same with Mazib. Marzipan was it <laughs> oh anyway right okay yeah that's pretty, probably because of testing that's, that's a good point actually it, the testing makes yeah that makes the most sense because testing is in Bahrain now so it'd be interesting if it was still in Catalonia would Bahrain be a more challenging opening track for these young drivers coming in possibly yeah that was it Sonoda P9 yeah I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that was anyway right okay Haas Haas look Haas have got a good race car. I, I think they've got a race car that on pace is clear of, of the Alfa clear of the Alpha and clear of the Williams in, in the right circumstances as well, for sure. Um, yeah, Magnussen's just not been... It's very odd, isn't it? It's, ve- it's very strange how Kevin's been struggling. Like, you wouldn't have... I mean, I can't remember him. I can't remember where I predicted... I think I predicted Hulkenberg to beat Magnussen, I think, over over the course of the whole season. But the, the size of this delta between the two is pff, difficult, man. Difficult. It's, 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 it's weird. It's weird. It's unusual. Because Kevin was very reliable, particularly in qualifying last year. Uh, you know, up there. And yes, obviously, meatball flags. If, if those meatball flags don't hit him so hard. Well, three times he got meatballed. Like, you know, he, he would have he been in a much better position last year. Just doesn't seem to be on top of the card. Doesn't seem to be able to find good setup. Whereas Hulkenberg... And they're both similarly experienced. I mean, yeah, Nico's got a few years on, on K Mag, but also Nico took more time off. So yeah, I dunno. I don't know. I, I I think I mean look, no shade to Mick, but I, I think Hulk for Mick was clearly the right call. I I think we've already seen within three races the levels, the consistency of Hulkenberg you know, he was very unlucky in Bahrain to get that tiny bit of contact on his front wing, which just completely ruined his race. Um it's fine margins in F1, don't get me wrong. But um yeah, I just think that I think Hass is in Hass is in an okay place. I just I feel like they need to strike while they are on top now because I don't believe the team will have the the capacity to deliver upgrades like other teams around them will. I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, that is, it's not just... I mean, again, second... what well, that little short I did, right? So when you compare the first half of last season to the second, second half, there's only three teams who retained their constructor's position. Red Bull, McLaren and Alpine. Everyone else was different. If you split the season in half, 11-11, everyone, everyone else moved relative to one another. Like, the quickie... Again, Alpha Mao, prime example comfortably a top 10 car in the in the first half of the season. Comfortably a bottom 10 car in the second half. So we're three of 23 in. So there's, there's time for things to change. I just hope that Haas can maintain this momentum because it's not out of character for Haas to have a strong start to the year. Even you go back to the Grosjean days, um, you know, for them to have a strong start to the season and then it just peters out. And, and maybe that's just how they approach development of their car, right? They they prioritize starting the season well and don't and and then rather than they for, forgo mid-season upgrades so then consolidate and then make the next next year car strong again you know that's that's the best i don't know that's the best theory i've got for it um but yeah it's good to see holkenberg up there though good to see him come back and 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 prove a lot of people wrong i think again nico Holly um nico holly Nico Hulkenberg apology form is available on my Twitter if you want to scroll down and find it okay. just for any of you who uh, were slandering him too much Alfa Romeo, yep, another race to forget as much as Joe got two points the performance was just nowhere um, Bottas was nowhere, Joe was nowhere as well I mean he out-qualified Valtteri and he kept that kept that gap kept ahead of him but, you know, stinkers indeed stinkers um, yeah, it's a shame, man, it's, it's a shame, it's a shame, it's a big shame, um, you think the, the potential they had at the start of last year and they just haven't been able to move that car forward, um, is it one of them where they just consolidate this year and then just, you know, double, go, go with both barrels for next season, I don't know, I think, I think, is it's, it's very difficult, isn't it, when, you, when you're in a car towards the back, you know, a driver of Valtteri's experience, um, I would expect him to be, you know, ahead of Joe, and so then it comes down to the fact, well, you've got Joe doing just as good a job as Valerie, you know, who, and then you've got a car that's, you know, neither of them are getting consistently near the points. It's just, and again, they lucked out big time. They lucked out big time in this race to get into the points because they weren't there on merit for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know I don't know what to make of it and it's a shame because again this is a team that I've just felt nothing about for so long maybe once once they drop the Alfa Romeo branding and they become Sauber Sauber next year seemingly I'm excited to see that I'm excited to see if it will just be called Sauber Sauber Tao next year maybe I I think the, the thing is right with the the impending Audi deal that those seats all of a sudden are a lot more in demand than they once were. And also wasn't it that um Audi did a event or are doing an event in China up that cuz I remember reading like a press release talking about Audi doing like a launch event to showcase off their F1 car again in like Shanghai soon. Um and then I would be talking about like China being their biggest market all, all I'm saying is if Joe can match Voutry, then Joe's not gonna be the one getting replaced, especially he's younger than Valerie if he's doing just as good as a job and he's you know got this Chinese support he's got the Chinese market behind him you know it it then makes it um it makes it a very difficult precarious position for Valerie because he is you know comfortably into his thirties now um we'll see. Thank you Lars, for the 249 by the way. Uh, Boss is the new Mr. Inconsistent. Yeah, sh- which is which is unusual because back in the Williams days, it, consistency was was his thing, you know? That was what he was known for. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Complacent, not focused. Yeah, I, don't, I I don't like jumping on drives, just because, you know, yes, Valtteri is expressing himself. Do I think that's the reason he's having these struggles? I don't know. Now, I I, I don't think that's fair. Uh, you know, it it kind of gives. You know, when like football players like they have a bad game and then they'll post like a selfie on like the beach or something, or like oh, or the the one of the biggest examples is when you know you get Man United fans having a pop at Marcus Rashford when he was doing all his charity work and he wasn't playing that well. Be like, you're not focused. I was like, well, he still does his charity work and he's playing. He's 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 doing bits now. So I I don't think I don't think that's fair. But I think you've got you've got drivers waiting in the wings. You've got Share, um, You've got a lot of young talent in other teams as well. You know, there's no shortage of talent coming through. Um, so then it's a matter of whether Alfa Romeo... It's just decision to be made, for sure. Decision to be made. And, and Valtteri does have a con- contract for, I believe, this season and next. But again, contracts can be bought out. So there you go. We'll see. Time will tell. But yeah, sort it out after a moment. Step up. Alpine. Okay. Okay. Okay, Alpine. Right, I'm going to do another poll. Um, we haven't done a poll since the start of the stream. Did, did Pierre Gasly deserve a penalty for his crash with Esteban Ocon? Yes. No. Simple. Pierre didn't get a penalty. And I mean, I know you've all watched it. I'm assuming you've all watched it anyway. Um, Upon that final restart, Gasly kind of went a little bit wide, went onto the grass, coming back onto the track, seemed to, in my opinion, seemed to regain control of the car, um, but had low momentum. Ocon saw a space, Around the, the outside. And. Gasly. Clearly didn't see him. And. You know. The bright. Big bright pink Alpine. Didn't see him. Look. Magnussen crashed on that corner as well. You could see the sun was very low. I'm pretty sure that was messing with drivers. How low the sun was. Um, but. You know. I feel like Gasly was in control of his car. And. Drifted over to Esteban that's a double point what that's probably because Yuki who passed Pierre was running p5 um that that there's no red flag if they don't shunt because yes Fernando spun but he would have continued Stroll went wide as well so Aston obviously Aston was so happy that you know the red flag came out Alpine saved Aston Martin's race by crashing into each other um so they would have been P six, P seven, probably the Alpines. Um, yeah. And look, it's fifty-fifty. I mean, they went to the stewards after, and I read in the stewards' notes. I I, I put it on Twitter. It was like um, both drivers decided that that it was okay. Well, it's like, well, of course, like Esteban, like Alpine are not going to push for a penalty for their own driver, especially Pierre Gasly, who's already got twelve penalty points. Or 10 he's, he's like really close to a fo- um, to a ban like I don't get it I'll be honest I don't get it I, I think it's one of these that um, you, you're literally 50-50 in the poll you're literally 50-50 did he deserve a did he deserve a penalty <sighs> obviously the difference with because Carlos Science broke late remained within the track remained in control of the car, but understeered into Fernando, spun him round, got the penalty. And we'll talk about that in more detail later. But with Pierre, he'd gone off track. And, you know, when you look back to what Canada 20, I think, I think Canada 27, 19, 19. Yeah. 2019. Vettel and Hamilton is an example of one where the driver goes off track regains sorry returns to the track questionable how much control they're in of the car and then that lack of control somewhat potentially lack of control results in another driver having to now lewis had to get out of it if lewis hadn't got out of that that would have been a similar kind of crash um but lewis was able to get out of it because he hadn't gone that far he hadn't properly gone alongside so it's it's one of them that I feel like Pierre regained control of of the car and I think he just drifted to the right and he didn't see. And and I saw, uh, I think Karim Chanok was was breaking it down and and Pierre doesn't appear to look in his rear, in his right mirror. He appears to be looking forward, if not slightly to the left, when the contact happens. So as far as I'm concerned, um, he was responsible and it ruined what would have been a fantastic result for Pierre. He was on pace with like Science and like Alonso. Like he was close to them on pace which is fantastic news for Alpine in a race to, to be in the mix is great. Like as much as, again, it's same for Albon. As much as the result's terrible, the, the potential like performance there, the, the performance that was shown, not even potential performance, um, clear as day, fantastic. But i think if you're gonna give carlos a penalty i think that Pierre's culpable for this one as well and regardless of them being teammates if you if you're gonna do that i think i think i think it was i think it was penalty worthy i do i do i am in a i'm in team yes which is now forty eight percent of the vote so yeah' cause th- this is this is one thing right about oh uh, we'll talk about this Ferrari now actually briefly carlos science as well um after the race there was a few drivers talking about how you know the tires were cold this is why people were making mistakes you know you had lance going lance going off onto the gravel you had logan rear-ending um nick for me for me it's like you're the driver you're one of the 20 meant to be one of the 20 best f1 drivers motorsport racing drivers in the world right and you know that this is a low wear track. It takes time to get the tires up to temperature. I don't think that's an excuse. And like Esteban said, this after Esteban was very much like it was the drivers at fault for all the incidents at the end. He and other drivers, I think, were more like you know. Obviously, Carlos was very unhappy with his penalty. Very unhappy with his penalty. Um, I just think that I think the drivers are responsible. I think you know if you've got cold tires, it's your responsibility to brake a bit earlier. It's your responsibility to drive differently to accommodate to the conditions of the car that you're driving. To just blame oh tire wear, whatever, like no temperature. Well, then drive more conservatively until you've got temperature. Like I'm sorry, I don't I don't buy it. I don't I don't buy it as an excuse. I don't know. That, that's, that's, just, that's just my perspective. That's just my perspective. But anyway, Alpine yeah, they can be positive obviously not great for Ocon in qualifying but good pace from the car. Yeah, I mean it's it's again that it, it's at least where they should be. They should be higher up because they've talked about this for years and not delivered. So it's like driving on ice. It's not though, is it, Ray? It's not actually like driving on ice. Like you can just drive a bit more conservatively. That's the way I see it. Red flag, screw docking. Yeah, that's the thing, actually. I, I can't, like... It's hard to keep track of who got <laughs> stiffed by the red flags because we've had so many. So it's like, oh, God, like, I, I can't even remember who, you know, lucked out or who had a shocker. Um. But anyway, anyway. Right, okay. Alpine done. Yeah, Ferrari man. Um Carlos Science penalty What do I what do I what do I think okay let's let's pull this one Did Carlos Science I just, Did Science deserve his penalty even though the lap didn't count? Kind of because for me for me, I would say that regard it, it. Let's just say the alpines don't crash. There's no second red flag, but science has spun out Alonso. I would say that a five second penalty for science would have been fair. For me, I think, I think that that in isolation, he outbreaks himself. I think he, it's hard to tell from the replay, but I think he may be locked up a little bit, but he definitely went too hot into that corner. He definitely went too hot into that corner. And tapped Alonso, spun him round, took out another driver. I think a five-second penalty with that context of the rest of the two laps roll out and those gaps open up a little bit and science probably moves down to like P7, P eight, maybe, um, instead of out of the points entirely. Part of the problem for Carlos is because he had to serve that five second penalty at the end of the race where everyone was behind safety car. Well he was he was like three tenths off of Sonoda with that penalty applied. So Sonoda actually only got into the points by like three tenths, I think it was. Um so that in isolation, I I I, I can I can endorse that that punishment for me because he went too hot and he, he took out Alonso. Um, control if you can't, all of that, right? However, however, that lap essentially didn't count because they counted back to the original order. So if they're going to do that, you know, if you're not going to count the fact that Nico had gained loads of positions, you're not going to count the fact that Sonoda gained loads of positions, and obviously you've got the Alpines crashing, you're not going to count for, you know, Stroll going into the gravel, blah, 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 all that. But then you are going to count that incident. Like, for me, it's just, it's simpler if you ever, you do one thing or the other, And we'll talk about this in more detail when I talk about like the red flag stuff, right? Because so much of it is just like clarity and and simplicity where you can. And it just felt like they were cherry picking. Okay, well, we're going to give you the penalty for a move that for taking out a driver that actually wasn't taken out. So it's like if, if you can undo Alonso being taken out and putting back P3 then why don't you also undo Carlos taking him out? You know? Like, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. It's like, if, if, if you're going to count back, fine, count back then. Like, like go, go back to, to the order at the start, but then surely you just chalk that off. Because you're going to chalk off, you know, Sonoda gaining however many positions. You're going to chalk off Hulkenberg gaining all these positions. But you're not going to chalk off Science having this incident. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, like, like, all of the inputs, all of the inputs that these drivers made, certain inputs... The inputs of Yuki Tsunoda to gain all these these positions are forgotten. But the inputs of Carlos Sainz making a mistake aren't forgotten. I'm like, well, surely it would just be simpler to do one or the other. Either you take those inputs into account and then you keep the order as it was when that red flag went down with Hulkenberg P4, Tsunoda P5, or you just roll it all back. I don't know. I, I I don't know. That's just the way I see it. I, I think I think it could could just be a lot simpler. But there you go, there you go. Um, and maybe look, and this is the thing as well, right? Maybe the rule book was, rule book was followed correctly. And look, I, I'm not. I don't have. <coughs> I don't have a picture perfect memory of these rules. All right, but. I think us as fat, like, when we're talking about these subjects, we should talk about what we, what we want, the what we think the rule should be. How we look at a situation and what we think it should be. And yes, maybe this did follow the letter of the rule. But you know what? A lot of things follow the letter of the rule. It doesn't mean we all agree with them. And again, to roll back certain things but not others just seems... Un- unusual to me either roll it all back or roll nothing back but but there you go if the cars that DNFs had to suffer the results restart so should those be culpable for instance I believe <sighs> yeah I don't know and that's the thing It's um, it's one of them that whatever decision that's made you know if 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 my choice, if what I think should have happened happened, then people would be like, well, Alpine would be like, well, well, Carlos took um, Carlos took Alonso out, um, and didn't lose like massive positions, and then we crashed, and so why is like like I get it, I get, I I understand that there's like other ways of looking at it, right? But I don't know, I just think overall, I just think, just choose one or the other. Just choose one way or the other, you know? But yeah. And when I say that lap didn't count, I mean like the actions that happened. I know, I know it literally counted. I'm just saying that all of the inputs that were made on that lap were, were forgotten. Apart from Carlos taking out Alonso and the Alpines are both crashing into the wall and not being able to carry on under their own steam. But then, so, it's like, so some did, some didn't. Anyway, we move, we move. Um, Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. Um, yeah, got to be, um, got to be fairly happy. I think Mercedes fans, as much as you can be, while still being that much slower than the Red Bull um again we saw in the DRS overtake from Max just how different um the the, the closing speeds just mad mad difference um yeah i just think that it, it's it's good uh, from a mercedes point of view but it's not enough to challenge a win um it's good it's it's good enough for now but is it good enough to are they going to be satisfied massively it's fairly satisfied but not really like how how can you be as mercedes like if anything's not for a win when you're a team with that history and that kind of pedigree then it's going to be hard to to accept anything other than um other than a championship fighting car which they clearly don't have so yeah I, I think you know their pace is, is quite similar to Aston Martin he's quite similar to Ferrari and, and those three are going to you know, one's going to have an advantage in certain tracks but it's going to be track specific right and when we go to Baku that Mercedes really struggles in a straight line um, as does the McLaren so I expect the Ferrari and the Aston Martin to maybe have the advantage over Mercedes in Baku but we'll see we'll see um, oh, we've got a few. Cheers, David, for the six euros. If Alonso had terminal damage, does that change your stance on the penalty? Well, again, look, I, I think I think the penalty in isolation. I think that was a fair penalty. I think five seconds was fair. Um, for me, it's it's the you know you either keep the drivers in their positions that they gained and lost through that. Including the science penalty, or you chalk it all off. So for them to chalk off the gains in position, but then not chalk off, I mean, I, I think I think my ideal would have been, yeah, to keep. You've got um, yeah five second penalty for science, and then you've got Sonoda, you've got Holkenberg, the good work they did to move up through the field, um, sure benefit beneficiaries from. You know the Alpine's downfall, but as well, like yeah, obviously, there's a degree of culpability for science in terms of the, the Alpine incidents. But Gasly ran wide and then closed the door and knock on because he didn't see him. I, I can't, I can't be like, oh, it's Carlos' fault the Alpine's crashed. Well, <laughs> kind of, kind of, it's like butterfly effect. Yes, but Gasly could have looked. Should have looked, and you know, maybe that's harsh because maybe he was unsighted by the, and maybe that was similar to Magnuson. I don't know, but but yeah, I, I I think that yeah, I think you have to look at Carlos's science in isolation with Alonso, and and there's always, you know, when someone gets spun out, people have to get out of the way, and and you know that happens. Yeah, I, I think my ideal is that the penalty stands, but then the order doesn't change. That's what I'm saying. Science well no, science should have looked at his brake pedal harder. Um Thank you, Sam, for the two Aussie as well. Appreciate it. Um hang on, there's a there's another George 2819, thank you very much, bunny. Um be up the Aussies as well. You very generous Australians, you really are. Can we entertain the idea of removing the whole? Gotta pass sector one for order change to count rule. Like why have that rule? Um Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do it's difficult isn't it because you have to draw a line somewhere and it's like Haas were trying to appeal weren't they Haas were trying to appeal not so much to get the P4 and potentially podium but more because they were like they felt they were marginally ahead of Norris I think when the red flag came out so they felt like and it's like if you've got two cars that are literally like side by side, and there's like one that's maybe like when do you call it? When when do you be like, okay, that's the that's the cutoff point. So I get having a sector to be like, okay, as soon as is it every car passes the first sector or first car? I think it's first car. I get you need like a you need somewhere to draw a harsh line. I don't know. I I, I think I think the more equitable. Way, as soon as that red flag is triggered, you look at the exact time deltas, and then that's where you draw the line. But maybe there's more to it that I'm missing because I am I am just one fan with one brain. Um, but it helps having all your brains as well. I appreciate all your brains. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me your brains. All two thousand of you, almost two thousand of you, because um, it makes me think through things at different perspectives. That I, oh, Oh, hang on. That's a good point, actually. I didn't think of that. Uh, and thank you, Rodrigo, as well, for the five euros. You've mentioned your admiration for Clark and that he's one of the greats. If you think about it, Alonso is the modern Clark with his adaptability. Yeah, I mean, the the way Fernando's driving, the consistency he's delivering, the the, the pace, the speed, the, the wheel-to-wheel combat as well. Fernando's, Fernando's one of the greats. Like, He just is. He just is. You, you, can, you can dislike his character and the way he's conducted himself. You know, I've not always been a big fan of him. Um, but you just cannot you cannot argue with the, the pedigree, the the standards that man's bringing still into his 40s as well. He's pushing up the, you know, you've you got to think, you know, and, and it, I'm sure it helps, you know, the increased understanding around nutrition and how to take care of your body and all that that you get these days versus, you know, if you'd have had a driver back in the 80s trying to go into their 40s, you know, chain smoking and drinking all the time, their performances would have suffered for it and and that's not so much the case anymore because these athletes they can go longer. You look at Federer and Nadal and Djokovic in tennis like look how long they're going for at the top of their game still. It's insane. So I think seeing drivers it's funny how like F1 in the 50s, 60s it was a lot of 40, 50 year olds. um, Just rich rich old blokes with too much time on their hands being like come let's, let's go driving right? And and then it kind of started to get younger and, and drivers started retiring, you know, retiring their mid-30s because they didn't take care of themselves and the glamorous lifestyle of the 70s, 80s, 90s and that. And now it's like you had Schumacher first pushing the, you know, the limits of, of his body going into his 40s and you got Kimi and Fernando doing it now. It's kind of, kind of gone full circle somewhat. Yes, I'm real unreal mini sectors yeah mini sectors a thing as well yeah it's it's difficult it's difficult where to draw the line isn't it and and again the exact point of when a red flag's dropped it's like it takes a human being to decide when a yellow becomes a red flag and it's like that decision on album for example you know you see it and it chucks a lot of gravel onto the track and there's debris you know that needs to be cleaned up can it be done safely within a Within a safety car, within a red flag, we'll get into that. But it's di- it di- it is difficult. Like I-, I do, I do have sympathy for the rule makers here, because it's very easy to, in hindsight to be like, "Well, this is the right decision." But to be prepared beforehand and have systems in place where you can quickly but make the correct decision. It's not just ma- making the quick decision; it's the correct decision. It, it it is a challenge. It is a challenge that I think I think many of us, myself included, I don't you know take for granted somewhat. I think. Uh, thank you, Sam. As well, did you hear Hamilton's team not being there for him to celebrate after the podium? Apparently, fans were raiding the garages or Merck favoured. G- well, that's certainly I, I don't I don't think Merck, Merck favoured G- George Russell. I did see that. Yeah, there was none of the team when Lewis got out. But I did read, yeah, because there was like there was like fans getting on the track and like before the race had even finished, very sketchy, very very you know it takes one it takes one absolute donut to hurt themselves badly and then it you know it can ruin the experience for everyone because then all these you know these rules start to come in right and we talked about that with the uh, whole you know teams leaning out the windows to like celebrate as cars come past like I'm all for that. I'm all for the vibes. I'm all for the... But it just takes one accident. And then all of a sudden, it's like, why the hell are we allowing this? Because someone's, like, died. You know what I mean? Like, it, it takes one. And it's like, do you act yeah you know, proactively to stop these things happening? Or do you wait for something bad to happen? Like, you should be acting proactively. And, yeah, not good. Not good that fans were able to get on the track. And if, like, it's just stupidity. Like, so dumb. Like, people don't realise. They, si- they just do something because oh it'll be fun to like it's like people run on a football pitch but that's nowhere near as dangerous like I mean it could be I suppose Um, depends what they're carrying right but yeah it's just it's just I mean it's moronic man I don't know if you, you might not read it yeah just like fans getting on the track while the cars are doing their final lap behind the safety car it's like cars crash under the safety car cars drop it cars like Drivers make mistakes. Silly, silly. But no, um, to to clarify, no, I don't. I don't think the reason that um that Mercedes team weren't with Lewis when he when he got out was because they favoured George. No, no. I I'm sure there's like there's a reasonable explanation for that because that never happens. So um yeah, be fine. It was interesting the uh the radio at the start where uh George was getting a bit spicy, wasn't he, on the radio? He was like um. He was like, "Why is my teammate attacking me when you're telling me to um, conserve conserve tires? Uh Which I mean is is somewhat a fair point. To be fair, um, I don't know to what extent he was told to uh, save tyres, but but there you go. Yeah, Fittipaldi's crash under. Oh yeah, that was a sketchy one, wasn't it, Marl? Fittipaldi had a really scary shunt in F2 under the safety car, and that was it. Almost took it out because um, what Nasani had already crashed, hadn't he as well? Um, but yeah, miscommunication there. If 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 Mercedes are going to tell George to conserve, then yeah, he shouldn't have to worry about Lewis trying to make a move on him because Lewis was clearly in that instance he was quicker. But then maybe Lewis wasn't being told to conserve. I don't know. Manage, manage. That's it. Yeah, man, manage. Which mean yeah, that's that's what that means. You know, you're not pushing. You're managing. Um, but anyway. Aston Martin, again, very lucky, very lucky. But, um, you know, Lance obviously made that mistake, went into the gravel upon that restart, got the count back somewhat. And um, Fernando had a very solid, very good race, didn't really put a foot wrong, um, wasn't able to catch Lewis. But again, I think that Mercedes' pace was pretty on par with Aston Martin. I wouldn't say there was a massive advantage one way or the other, maybe slightly to Mercedes, but. Hard to say. And um yeah, arguably be worse than Ferrari. Yeah. I, I think Aston Martin were 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 good, you know. They, they they were good. It wasn't their strongest track for sure. Um and yeah, straight line speed was really was really hitting them. Um but that was also hitting Mercedes f- less so Ferrari. Again, that's why Carlos was seemingly able to make some progression through the field. But yeah, they can be happy with that. Another P three. Um again when you look at the constructors, Fernando's keeping um Keeping the Red Bulls somewhat honest, they're not checking out too much. It takes what it takes. It takes one Red Bull DNF, one Max Verstappen DNF, and Fernando to pick up top points, and, and he's still really close. So consistency is, you know, winning a championship isn't just about um, ultimate pace. It's about consistency. We've seen many a car over years that had the pace. Uh, McLaren multiple years, what twenty twelve? I think twenty twelve. theirs was pretty good, but I know that two thousand like three, four, five. That kind of era, the McLaren was a very quick car relative to the Ferrari, but the consistency, the um, reliability, really hindered them. You know, did um, someone said that did Lance get punted when he went into the gravel? I didn't. I, I thought Lance just uh, went um, wide of his own accord. I didn't realise that. Twenty ten McLaren, that was yeah. Twenty ten McLaren was definitely the fact that Lewis was only an outside chance in twenty ten. He should have been a more inside chance, you know. Yeah, I thought he was all on his time as well. So, someone's waffling. Was that is that Hayden on his burner account? Um, yeah, not good day for Aston. Mine P three P four can be happy with that. And then finally Red Bull. What more is there to say? Like Max. Didn't have the best start. Obviously, George jumped him at the start, but the thing is, and Max said this post-race, you know, when you know you've got that kind of car advantage, you don't need to take the risks. You don't need to take the same risks that you need to if you're in a Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari, whatever, anyone else um, trying to make up positions. He knows that he can just, okay, fine. Like, like And don't get me wrong, fantastic move from Lewis at the inside of him. I thought Lewis just gave him enough room. I don't, I don't think he... Um, Gave him too little room. I, I think. I think Max. Um, Max. There was enough space there for him to keep his car within the confines of the track, um, in my opinion. Anyway, and but Max was. He didn't have to. He didn't have to fight it. He didn't have to fight too for now, like he has had to in the past, because he's got that car that he can make moves. And you look at when he did pass Lewis, he just flew past him. You know. Um. But yeah. What more? What more can we say? It's another Max Verstappen win. It's looking very good for him. It's looking very ominous. Again, the word of the, word of the hour and the four of the RS zone certainly helped, yeah. Oh yeah, Max on the white line. Yeah, everyone was like, oh. actually we were filming the, we were doing the last that podcast and then um, producer Lewis, he was like, oh, something, I've sent you something on Twitter and it was like, People sit like you see you see Max pull into his grid box and then he moves forward again a little bit. I'm not really sure why, um maybe he was like, oh, I think I can go a bit further forward, and he could, and he was fine because his car was not the contact patch of the car wasn't outside of the white lines he was he was on the line i i don't I don't actually know. I don't know if anyone clarified if part of the contact patch of the wheel had been outside of the white line so say, so say like say the contact patch of the wheel half of it was outside the white line at the front and half of it was on the white line would that have been a penalty? I don't th- I, maybe basically it was ex- incredibly fine margin granted it was it was super fine margin but he was okay Sam Collins says any... Con- I believe Sam, Colin- Sam Collins whenever he talks, Ben. Sam Collins, any contact outside would have been a penalty. Yes, yeah, so he was a mad close. He was like crazy close to getting a penalty. In fact, let me, um for all you, video. Mate, this podcast is going to go on for like uh, almost two hours, man. I, I honestly, I waffle so much, don't I? Why does Twitter keep telling me I'm going to lose my blue check? I thought they, they changed it so that you can't tell if I've got... I could get Twitter blue low-key and no one would know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give it a go. See, see if there's any uh, value in in it for me. Yeah, let me uh, copy. Let me paste this on here. Would that work? No. Okay. Uh, let me save it. Right, I'm just gonna get uh, get the image up on screen. Sorry, sorry, audio only listeners. I apologize. Um, normal service will be resumed very soon. Here we go. Boom. Right. So here's here's the image of. Yeah, so it's close. It's close, but it's not quite Carlin. Um, <laughs> don't. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. It's, it's, it's annoying, isn't it? It is annoying. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's close, but it's fine. It's close, but it's fine. That uh, basic, base, basically, which would obviously that would have been mad. If it had been given what, he would have got a five second um five second for that, wouldn't he? So that would have dropped him right down um into I don't know, probably P six, P seven, that kind of that kind of yeah, it, i mean, from a championship point of view, it's a shame, but it was it was uh it was very close. And look, Max deserved the win, Red Bull deserved the win. Like, let's let's n- let's not get it twisted. Um unreal car, um, unreal driver. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, well, look, to be fair, you know, when I first saw it, I was like, because you never usually see, I mean, maybe we do, maybe we just don't see pictures of it, and it's highlighted because it's Max at the front, right? I feel like very rarely do we see, like, a car's wheels being on that line. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that is quite unusual. So people are going to, like, oh, my God, what is this? Especially if it's for a potential race win, so... I get people drawing attention to it, and it was certainly a bit like, oh, blimey, that is close. Um, He's on the line, but there you go. There you go. Right, okay, cool. Um, And then, yeah, Checo. uh, I've already kind of talked about Checo, haven't I? Um, Hard to really rank it. Um, Hopefully, they've sorted the issues out where, yeah, again, it it felt like it was a car issue. I know, uh, talking about... We've had this before with... um, i trying to remember, there was a specific instance I remember a driver struggling with like, they brake in, turn in, but there's still throttle, there's still a degree of throttle being applied when you're trying to turn the car in, and then obviously that's making you understeer. Um, but yeah. Hopefully they've sorted that out for Checo, because yes, as much as do I really think he's going to be able to mount a title challenge over the course of this season, No. Um, Do I think this is going to be a bit of a full storm like we saw with Bottas many a time against Lewis? Yes, I do. Um, Unfortunately, I think Alonso's our best chance at getting a a title fight. I actually do. Honestly. But there you go. Right. Okay. cool, cool, cool. Um, Right. Let's now talk about something a little bit extra. Red flags, are they broken? I asked you lot on Twitter and YouTube community um, for your feelings on red flags and a couple of changes that have been talked about, been suggested, one being, you know, don't allow the tire changes and another being doing rolling starts instead of standing starts. So I did the same poll twice and the results were pretty similar pretty similar, Uh, more people on Twitter don't like the idea of free tire changes, Um, more people on YouTube, you lot um, think keep it the same, now I'm in kind of two minds, oh there we go intro, you know what It's it's a great intro so you just look at it again, I'm in two minds because there is no solution There is no red flag solution that is perfect. As things stand, if you pit just before a red flag, you miss out massively because everyone who hasn't pitted around you gets a free pit stop. They gets a free tyre change when they come in. And because pit stops, this is the thing, right? If pit stops were of the generation where it wasn't just a tyre change, but it was a fuel change as well, that's a different story. Because then you could only change the tyres, but you'd still have to come into the pits to get a fuel change. As things stand it's just it's just a tire change, so you benefit massively from not pitting and again this is why George missed out so much and, and George said after the fact you know he he was he stood by the decision to pit when they did because you know it put him in a strong position if it hadn't have been a red flag and there's certainly a question is whether that red flag should have been a red flag which we'll get into but It's it's a it's a tricky one because then if you if you don't allow pit, um, changing of tyres during a red flag, there's a couple of things and, and people have mentioned this punctures. So say there's an incident and there's debris on the track and you drive through it, um, just like uh, n- like leisurely speed and then you pick up debris damage whatever's your tires because there's been an incident that's generated a red flag which often means that there's debris on the track because that's one of the you know one of the many reasons you bring out a red flag is because of a lot of debris then what do you do you pull into the pits you've got damaged tires that you would then have to restart the race on those damaged tires which could be dangerous you know then you could say okay well then you have to then you get a free tire change but then you have to go to the back but then it's like okay well how do you how do you manage that order it that seems somewhat unfair um and then also kind of if you if again if you don't allow changing of the tires then what if someone has decided to to kind of go long and then they've built up a big gap they've built up a 20 second gap by not pitting and then red flag comes out And then they're not allowed to change their tyres still So that when they do change their tyres There's now a tiny gap And they they lose out loads of positions It's difficult It's difficult There's not not one solution That ticks every box And thank you Max Springer for the five On red flags Order on the restart should be the same as when it When uh, Order on the restart should be the same as it was When the safety car or yellow flag Preceding the red flag came out It's an interesting one actually I haven't heard that one Max so, because so, typically obviously you get a red flag sometimes you get a red flag straight away because it's blatantly obvious that that's a red flag Mick Schumacher ripping his car in half in Monaco for example there was like minimal yellow flag between you see that chassis splitting off, and it's like well that's a red flag because there's loads of damage there's loads of debris there's loads of damage to the barriers as well which is you know an even bigger thing this is why sometimes quite innocuous looking incidents can cause a red flag because you know especially especially at corners that are you often see crashes you have to repair these barriers and repair them properly to a proper stand so that it can take another impact into them Um, now obviously yeah max's point is you change the order to what it was as soon as that incident happened um, regardless of whether someone came in for a cheap pit stop could be a potential solution that's certainly got you know some merit to it for sure and it's oh thank you Lucas as well for gifting a membership appreciate that I, I I think that you know I tweeted yesterday that I feel like I felt like no tyre changes and a rolling start because part of the problem with doing a standing restart is tyre temp especially towards the end of a race drivers are going to be more risky but then again i I say that's on them that's the driver's responsibility to not drive like a knob um, when they're when they've got no tyre temperature but the more i think about it i I see the cons to not allowing the free tyre change um i do see those cons now again maybe the solution is to change the order back to once that incident occurred what was the order when that incident occurred but then obviously you're still getting people who have done a cheap tyre change like George Russell did for example So, so say you have it like that George Russell's leading the race the yellow flag comes out he changes his tyres, goes back out, then they red flag it, then it reinstates him to P1 with fresh tyres. So it's like every angle you talk about it, someone's missing out. And you know what? That's, that's fine. That's why there's a debate. That's why there's not a consensus, because everyone's going to look at it from a slightly different perspective and have slightly different priorities of what should or shouldn't be You know, considered more than more than other things because a standing start from an entertainment point of view is fantastic. Now, tire temperature is an issue. I get that, but it's the same issue for everyone. Well, to some extent, obviously the cast at the back waits the least amount of time. If everyone's on fresh rubber, a standing restart works. If you've got a mixture of fresh rubber and very used rubber then a standing start doesn't really work. Like, that would be quite dangerous. If you've got some cars starting on fresh softs and others on, you know, 25, 30-lap used hards, standing start, you're asking for a massive accident. Like, that. that's that's too dangerous. Heated grid spots, imagine. Imagine. Chuck a, chuck a radiator underneath it. Easy job. Um... Yes, yeah, so I look. It, it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge to get something that that ticks all the boxes. I'm still not like. What do I think? What do I? I've got to say, like, and I've seen I've seen all the arguments, and I still don't know where I sit on it. I I think fresh, the ultimate goal of a red flag, in my opinion, should be to pause the race. To, to pause, to, to suspend the race in time. And, and that's why a lot of me is like rolling restart, no tyre change. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, that just suspends the race, suspends it in time. Now, do you do a, is it a situation where you have, because a rolling start doesn't account for a 20 second gap you know, if you've got a 20 second gap between driver one and driver two, rolling start, it puts them within a second. So it's impossible to have a true kind of pause of the race. And I still don't know. I I still don't know. I I think maybe this system that we have is the best we can ask for. And some drivers lose out, some drivers win, and... It just kind of happens. Change tires to the same compound under red flag. Maybe, I don't know, safety cards. Maybe just not let them change compound. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But then it depends on what your allocation is. You know, your allocation, you have a set amount of tires. You might not have another set of mediums. You might not have, so is that, that would be pretty unfair. To, to force you to use another set of the same tyre if you don't necessarily have that tyre available. There's no... Wall is it, exactly. There's no escape. There's no... Go-kart and sell red flag. All cars stop on track where they are. There you go, Ben. Sorted. Sorted. Boom. Lovely jubbly. Yeah, it's... it's and then it comes to the fact that, yeah, maybe the way it is, is the, the best, most entertaining, most equitable way of doing it. You know, it's like... Even stuff like fuel, like, you know, f- fuel levels, you, you can't do refueling like in this modern generation of F1. Um, you know, there's talk about, okay, what well in NASCAR, they, they would add like overtime and they'd add extra laps onto the end. But if you don't have enough fuel, which these cars are fueled to get right down as close as they can to that one liter, you know, offset that they have, that they have to have one liter of fuel in the tank at the end. They're designed to get as close to that as possible, and use as much of that fuel without over going over. You can't then just add three, four laps to the end, and that's the thing. That that this is where it's it's difficult because then you come to the whole, you know, was it right for the red flag to be dropped when Alex Albon crashed, for example? Well, we we'll get a little poll. So, do you think? think a red flag was the right call for Alex's crash yes or no so this is the first crash and a lot of drivers questioned whether they thought it was a red flag there was a lot of gravel on track and I believe it was gravel slash debris that was cited as being the reason for the red flag which for me this is the most kind of contentious one um Now, we did chuck a lot of gravel on track and, you know, possibly bits of carbon fibre debris. You never know what that can... I think given where the crash was, given where the, the gravel track was and how that threw so much gravel on the track... I would say the red flag, it wasn't one that was immediately obvious. You know, sometimes, again, like I said about the Mick Schumacher crash at Monaco, it's obvious straight away, that, that's clearly a red flag, boom, straight away, done. This was one where it wasn't immediately obvious there was a red flag. And I think a lot of this would be solved by that decision being made quicker. But then I suppose, again, it's like the right decision versus the quick decision. Now, if you drop a red flag quick enough that you never give anyone an opportunity to come in and pit, then it's like, or that, then it comes to another question. It's like, do you ban pitting during flags, like during uh, yellow flags, during virtual safety cars, you're not allowed to pit. But then what if you were going to pit anyway? And then the VSC comes out and the... and yeah the repair to the barrier somewhat was needed but I believe they cited debris as their main reason um yeah if there was no debris on track there would have been a safety car the cherry picker was out but it was it was in the the cherry picker was in the gravel it was dry conditions as well and the cherry picker didn't need to go on the track itself so I think uh, it's I feel, yeah, because there was a big street sweeper, wasn't there? There was a big street sweeper that came on the track to, to clear out a lot of the gravel. I feel like, am I unfair to say I think they could have called that as a red flag sooner? Seeing the damage, seeing the amount of, seeing the accident happen, and the amount of gravel, I have, is that harsh? Am I being harsh? Saying that I think they should have, they, they could have called that as a red flag sooner? Should we even have safety... Um, should we even have safety cars? Why not always red flag with roll rolling start? It's just... Because I feel like that's too obtrusive to the flow. You know, I think it's important that like... I, I think safety cars have a place. I think VSCs have a place. Because you just keep the race going. You don't want it to be two-stop start, you know. It wasn't obvious. I just think the th- the reasoning they gave for it being debris well it might have not been clear to us as fans but i don't know i just feel like if that was my job first and foremost to be like right when 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 do we call red flag you see that amount of debris on the track gravel particularly and if that if you if you're going to decide that loads of gravel on track is enough to bring out a red flag because you're going to need to to clear it up fully <sighs> I don't know. It's 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 difficult. It's it's a difficult conversation. I don't think there's a clear answer. Definitely not. I think I think anyone who claims to have a clear answer clearly isn't considering part of the part of the conversation. You know, clearly not. Do you think Red Flag was the right call for Alex's crash? of you say yes, um, and yeah, I, I think because what the alternative is safety car, and then you get loads of. Um, you get loads of what what are they called i've literally completely forgot what marshals idiot um loads of marshals with their brooms there we go marshals <laughs> i just lagged in real life yeah i did i can't blame the stream for that one you get loads of marshals with brooms just to sweep it all up right which again you've got marshals on track you've got the cars behind the safety car yes just how efficient is that? Is the red flag a better choice? Maybe. Because by the time they dropped the red flag, Alex's car was already being picked up by the cherry picker. So, yeah. I, I think, I think it probably was the right call, but I also think it probably could have been made sooner. <coughs> and the sooner a red flag drops, the sooner... Because, look, in an ideal world... The red flag drops before anyone can make a tactical pit stop and then to lose out. And then part of this problem is kind of alleviated because then no one's benefited unfairly. Unfairly. But sports, sports not always fair. Sports rarely fair. So that one, fair. Okay, cool. Kmag then. Was, was, um, that's the wrong thing. That was Q&A. Was... Was the red flag for K Mag's crash fair? So most of you thought Alex's was fair, bringing out the red flag. Not all, not not a massive, you know, majority though. Like two thirds of you, less than two thirds of you thought the Alex one was fair. Um, K Mag's was somewhat similar because you had a lot of debris. It's a big hit. It's like a high speed hit that rear tyre just disintegrates. It takes a lot of force to rip a a rim into pieces. Debris everywhere. Some debris went over the fence again. Um, Caught a fan on the arm, which is not what you want to see. Um, And yeah, so again, I I think the red flag for K-Max, again, the, the alternative is safety car, cars potentially picking up debris, Whilst they're in the process of cleaning the track, so then waiting for everyone to catch, because you, you, you'd have to before you let marshals on the track, you would have to wait until all the cars have bunched up, because you can't have it where you know you've got a car right at the back that's going like the clappers to try and catch up to the back of the queue, and then there's people brooming up the track. Like you'd need to coordinate that in such a way. So again, I can see why from simplicity a simplicity simplicity point of view you would drop a red flag i get it because then you just okay let's just take all the cars off the track you can take as long as you need to clear the track and then put them back out boom and then that's where that's where the whole because the difference between a red flag and a safety car isn't just that it takes the cars off track but it's also that it does a standing restart whereas you don't get a stand and restart after a safety car so then that's where there's there's a question there you know so much of it i, I don't i don't have the answers necessarily. i just i i just think i just think it's important to <laughs> try and like understand every point of view to then come to a conclusion that you can stand by and right now, I don't really have a conclusion I can stand by this is the problem i, I part of the i just i don't have the answers you know I ain't got the answers sixty percent of you saying that it is fair that k m x crash brought out a red flag. <sighs> yeah and I'm I'm inclined to again I probably would say yes because it neutralizes it takes cars off track and there was a lot of debris there was a lot of debris does it feel like we're more gung-ho with um, red flags these days than we used to be yeah yeah it does feel like that but then is that a bad thing I don't know Because I think there's a lot of an an assumption here that these red flags are coming out so quickly. I mean, I'm not even going to poll you about the Alpine shunts, whether that was a red flag. That was obviously a red flag. Um, Two cars written off, debris everywhere. Yeah, come on, clear as day. I'm not even going to poll you on that one. Um, But when it comes to how often we see these red flags to finish... Under green flag conditions. It's it's a difficult one isn't it. Because I'm going to poll you again. I'm going to poll you again. Um, are you. Against, are you fundamentally. Against. Ending a race under. The safety car. Are you fundamentally against ending the race under safety car because yes we saw that what Monza last year when Ricardo broke down um, it was a shame for that one to end under a safety car this one ended under a safety car and it was like oh oh and we've had some like really exciting sprints um, Azerbaijan 2021 when Lewis is, um did the old brake magic and went straight on that was a quality little scrap last couple of laps um the the thing is it is it's when we don't have refueling and we don't have any concessions for refueling like unless you're gonna if you're gonna red flag right at the end and then you give everyone an extra few liters of fuel I don't know top them all up when they're red flagged at the side and then you add another, an extra lap. Like, I think we we all obviously, everyone obviously wants to see the race end under green flag conditions. No one wants, no one's like, oh yeah, safety car, safety. Like no, well, maybe they are. Maybe Lawrence's, when he sees his Aston Martin safety car, is like, Aston Martin. <laughs> The safety car ultras, maybe that, maybe maybe you exist, maybe you're out there, but no, no, that that's no one's no one wants that, no one wants that, obviously, right? But it's what's this, like, are we willing to accept that sometimes races will end under safety car in motorsport? Because NASCAR they have overtime, but then they just top the cars up with fuel, so we would have to then do that to accommodate. You know, if you top up every car with the same amount of fuel, then, okay, fine, maybe, maybe that's a solution, maybe that is a solution, because, you know, I I don't think that's too artificial, because it's the same rules for everyone, and you're just extending the race because of crashes that happened, and and track clearance, and, you know, the time it takes, you know, some instances get cleared really quickly it depends on the track and how close they are to a marshals post sometimes there's a big shunt and it gets cleared really quickly sometimes there's a shunt that happens you know in a really isolated location it takes six, seven laps to to clear so I think the sport could do more um, to to take control of the situation and maybe it is yeah topping up the cars with a bit of fuel at the end same amount for everyone and then adding a lap or adding a two laps or whatever and writing something in the rules that can be like whenever there's a you know whenever there's a red flag within so much percent of the end of the race or so many laps or so many kilometers of the end of the race that this and this happens you know these these rules don't exist in nature you know it wasn't adam and eve and charlie Whiting, rest in peace with the with the rules of F1, like these are these are human-made rules. Like we can change them, A- and I think we need to we need to just be aware that we're not. Sport is entertaining, but as soon as you start making decisions that are written in the rules because and for the sake of entertainment, then you start having issues. I, I don't think what happened yesterday was consciously done in the pursuit of entertainment. I just think it was the decisions that was made by the the person to the the closest interpretation of the rules written down that they could have because teams are always going to argue. You have to, you can't just be like, "I oh, will just make it up as we go along." Because the teams, you need to give the teams rules for them to then work towards, and then the teams will then hold. And this is why you always get teams, you know, arguing. Well, no, actually, this is you, you've set a precedent here. Blah blah blah. Like, teams are always going to do that. And they have every every right to. And they should be doing that. And they will always... Yeah, exactly, Oscar. They, They will always be imperfect. But... I just think that... I think it's a shame that we're at a stage now when something like this happens and a lot of people understandably jump on the idea that this is being made for entertainment reasons and nothing else, like all these red flags. I don't think that was the case. I think all the red flags were fair and again not being cynical I-, I can understand why they were made Um but I think we just descended into this place with the sport where yeah it feels like there is a priority for, for the for the show above the integrity of the sport and it is and it's a product of in the same way that we always jump on Ferrari when they make the tiniest mistake it's a product of our experience with the FIA And the way this sport is run. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not fundamentally against it, but I think the sport could do more to, again, avoid ending under safety car, but in a way that can be managed, and there's time, and there's all, and you're not like rushing, you know? Because so much of this, so much of what made... Abu Dhabi 21 an absolute nonsense was because it was just it was a rush everything was rushed and it was like, oh God what did we uh uh maybe let these cars run. Like, like no, we shouldn't be doing that like that shouldn't be the case like you should be able to take as long as you need to make the right decision, not the quick decision not the all all, all we can say is that we just got to hope that instances like this mean that going forwards. There is, you know, we see less of these kind of instances and, and there is learning. As long as there's learning, I can forgive. I can forgive. But if there's not learning, I cannot forgive. But what do you think? I don't know. Right, I've been chatting to you lot for over two hours now. Wow. I am a real waffler, enough. But there you go still there's still like over 1500 of you here thank you all for coming appreciate you all taking the time um as you stay to the end i'll go get minton okay i'll go get minton you d- you deserve you deserve a bit of sausage dog all right you deserve a bit of um miniature sausage brb minton you'll never guess what he was doing he was sleeping minton you're s- that's so out of character for you to sleep it's so out of character. Here he is. Hello, mate. We went for a walk this morning. Um, went to the paint shop. We're repainting our bathroom. So getting some getting some testers. Hey, buddy. The tester's like almost big enough to paint the old bloody bathroom as well. Here he is. Mincing the miniature. Very extra tired because we went for a walk this morning. Usually I take you for a walk later in the day, but but there you go. Two hour two hour wag. Wow, don't know how many people are going to listen to this on audio-only platforms. If you can't see Minton, that is because I'm only in your ears. Thank you for thank you for listening, thank you for watching, thank you to everyone who's watched this after the fact as well. Um, a lot of you watch these as VODs, and hopefully the two-hour timestamp won't put you off too much. And thank you to everyone who's here live. Carol, Ali, Jalita, Jozo, Alex, Lucas, Joran, Freaky, Snook, Andy, Carola, Pankin, Cone, Taylor, Mini Ninja, Jozo, Joe, Martin, Mosk, Smurf, Ben, Ali, Liam, Philip, Max, Move Operator, Megan, Gamers, Lukey, Nazrin, Ryan, James, Kai, Mark, Boaz, Jamie, Panna, Pla- was it Platilobium, plat- plat- obtusigulum, Platilobium, obtusig, why? Why would you do that? Why would you call yourself? Matthew, mate, $20, man. You need to chill out, Matthew. Thank you very much. You're far too kind to me. Far... Isn't Matthew Gordon far too good to us, Hinton? Honestly, mate, you really don't have to, but thank you. It's very kind. Um, right, okay, we're going to wrap it now. Thank you all for coming. I'm going to now edit this MP3 only for your ears, and I will see you. I'm going to make this, the bit we're waffling into a video, and then, probably wednesday thursday maybe it'll come out no no i'm gonna try and get out tomorrow actually because it will lose relevance quickly what are you doing he's so weird good boy all right goodbye everyone have a good day be well be happy be safe stay hydrated and get a sausage dog